Welcome to the Loaded Goat, a podcast about the Andy Griffiths Show. I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And today we are doing... No, I digress. Aaron, please continue. I'll I'll pitch my idea after you formally introduce the show. (laughs) Okay, today we are doing the the um, episode those gossiping men and I hope people didn't think they had a technical malfunction since we kind of cut out two seconds into the into the podcast but we'll get started now what do you want to digress on so I've been getting a lot of fan letters Aaron as I'm sure you have as well um, and I don't think we've ever told our fans our last names and so I was wondering if we could just make it official and come out as saying that we have the Taylor last name. Aaron Taylor and Christopher Taylor, and we are direct descendants of uh, the Taylor family, Opie, Andy, Aunt B, and the whole shebang. What do you feel about that? I do feel I like the Taylor last you. name holds some gravitas that I think if we come right out and say it, it could really add some legitimacy to the show. How do you feel about that? You know, I'm really not sure how I feel about that, Christopher. I um, think it's I think we maybe should just use our regular last names. All right. Well, we'll save that for a different episode, but yeah, I mean, you know, you should you should not be embarrassed that your last name is Fife, that you're Christopher Fife. <laughs> I wish I were a Fife. Have you ever come across a Fife? I never have come across a Fife. It's a good last name. All right, I'll I've check the I'll check the I, white pages after this. I've come across some Pfeiffers and not just Michelle Pfeiffer. I've, I, you know, we had a professor in college. Oh, you've, co- you've come across Michelle Pfeiffer in your days, Aaron? No, no, I've never basement. come across Michelle Pfeiffer. I came across a professor named Dan Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. There was a kid um, in high school with the last name Pfeiffer. I won't say his first name, but he he tried to he got in a fight once and tried to beat up my friend. And I think he was pretty successful. Is he now in prison as a lifer? I don't know. We never We lost touch. We lost touch after that moment i didn't watch the fight i got i've got a weak stomach i had to walk away i was too scared i just couldn't handle it so sorry about that kieran is are you and kieran still friends no i don't think i've talked to him since then yeah that's fair it sounds he lost the fight he lost the fight he, he lost the fight and it sounds like you were his gust to his sean on psych it's is what it sounds like i like to think so okay let's break into the episode it opens up in the drugstore we've got emma aunt b and clara all standing around just gossiping and talking. And the big thing that they're talking about is how somebody in the town is dying hair, 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 blonde with peroxide. You ever heard about that? Yeah, I have heard about it. I haven't done it. My hair fluctuates a lot from season to season. In the winter, it's fairly, I'm a, I'm a tall, handsome brunette. And then in the summer, I'm a short blondie. And so every summer, people would accuse me of dyeing my hair. And they, I'd hear anything from, you know, egg or lemon in the hair to peroxide or even just getting a, a beautiful blowout. Yeah. I mean, and obviously the term bleach blonde is not a, um, is not a flattering term, but I heard a lot of that. I've heard a lot of that in my lifetime when people are describing other, 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 especially other women. But I also think about the outsiders where pony boy is is hiding out and he has to, um, yeah, he basically dyes his hair blonde with peroxide. And at the end of the movie, a friend of his tells him to stay gold, stay gold, pony boy, stay gold. Yeah, I support that. I mean, I love a good bleach blonde pony. It's my favorite type of paint. All right. All right. Thank you for (laughs) making this conversation about a beloved childhood classic weird. I appreciate that. I don't know if I'd call it a childhood classic. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's a coming of age story. For me, it was a a great coming of age story. I loved Essie Hinton. 
S.C. Hinton, a family man. He was uh, 16 when he wrote that book. Was I thought S.C. Hinton was a woman. Is S.C. Hinton a man? I have no idea. Do you even know if he was six? If if S.C. S.C. Hinton was 16 when they when, when the book was written? I don't know. Ask Mrs. Williams, the lady who taught me that. We didn't cover the we did we didn't cover the gender of the author. I'm so sorry, Aaron. Did you even read the book? Probably not. S.C. Hinton is a woman, and um, you know, they're, they're, so just so just so you know that going forward. Very helpful. That changes that changes everything. All right, so they're <laughs> at the uh, they're in there gossiping. Care. I know you don't care. I'm just trying to help you out. I mean, you're over here saying that, you know, she was 16 when she wrote the book. You don't even know, you know, anyway. Um, all right. So we go. So we have we have we have them at the counter. They're just gossiping. Turns out Emma has actually gotten a bottle of peroxide as well. And she's embarrassed. But then she says, I only use it for gargling. I actually think gargling peroxide is worse than putting it in your hair, but I, apparently that's a thing. It was something I think you could do, but I think I would encourage our listeners to check with poison control first. But I, I have done it before because a lot of like Crest White Strip, another sponsor of the show, we love you, Crest. Um, they do a lot of that is is peroxide, I think, because the taste is very similar. Yeah, well, that would that would um, make sense. I mean, it definitely would kill germs in your mouth. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. It really would. Um, so I would say, though, hot take of this episode of the opening, anything that starts with Emma and Opie, I'm all in on. Emma's a fantastic character. I've missed her the last couple episodes. Glad she's back. I don't. Do we know the other lady? Who is she? It's Clara, but she's uh, played a number of different characters on the show over the years. Okay. She's just she's just any town Mayberry or any person Mayberry. Yeah. Um, the other noticeable, maybe I'm feeling some of your thunder here, but uh, we don't have Emma. Emma's uncle is back at the at the pharmacy. Not Emma, mean, Ellie's. Ellie. Ellie's uncle. He's back. Well, I think they I think they take shifts because I mean they're open um, certain. They're open at you know I think they're open six to well, maybe six days a week, not seven days a week. And so I think it's always said that Ellie's helping her uncle Fred Walker. I had always assumed that she took over the family business. He was off in Arizona in an RV. I don't know if that. If they, I don't know if he, he was an Arizona RV kind of guy. Maybe, maybe this is a question for you. We're taking this off topic, but pretty soon we're going to go deep into the episode. Where do people in North Carolina like? Where, when old people go to retire, where do they move? Is it a, is it a Florida state? Are they looking west? They go to Arizona. Do you have a sense, or people just normally stay in in their hometowns? I mean, from what I've seen most of the time, people stay in their hometown, but if they move, if they're looking for a beach type setup, then you've got, you've got the Outer Banks, you've got Myrtle Beach, you've got Florida. I mean, when I hear people moving to say like Arizona, it's because the, client, the climate's better for their, just for their health. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that under consideration when I get old. That uh, that sounds sounds good. Yeah, just do you know you you got to make that decision for what's best for you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Aunt B um, is then moves on into discussing how another woman went to Raleigh for new teeth, and Andy walks in to get some disinfectant because Barney cut his finger cleaning his gun. Emma thinks there is more to it. We get a funny montage of women in town playing telephone. Um, and you have seen this type of montage 
Um, and I don't know if this was the first to do it, but you've seen this type of montage on shows that ranging from Seinfeld to The Sopranos. I mean, the game of telephone, how the lie just keeps getting escalated. The story just keeps getting more and more out, outlandish and off and, and inaccurate. And then by the time uh, we get to, to it, um, the end of the telephone montage, Barney's dead. This is, is a tragic ending for Barney. I mean, his trigger finger, as he does rightfully state, is his most valued asset. You know, what's what's your bullet if you don't have the trigger finger? You know, That's it's true. like losing his bullet, which he hasn't done in a while. Um, so I, I was I was sorry to see that. The other piece, I was surprised. Were veneers common back then, or do you think they were getting wooden teeth? Oh no, I mean, I would say you know you had false teeth back then. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, good to know. And then the other piece that they really have been setting up, but we haven't really dug into, is Emmett and Andy really are rivals on this show. They're always against one another. You know, they're not though. And I mean, Emma's not on. I don't. This. I don't. We're not going to see much more of Emma um, at this point. Um, but I mean, Emma. Emma helped Andy catch the bad guy in episode two. She. Well, okay, that's true. All right. But then, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe Barney, Barney and Emmy. I, I need to go back to and read. I apologize, everybody. No, no, you're right. no, no I'm not. This isn't me, like, I'm really chastising No, you no. Yeah, this is, a, yeah. I wish the viewers could see the way you're looking at me. This is true disappointment. This is what I get for doing this at six in the morning. It's not even six in the, it's not even six in the morning right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the fact of it is, is I think Emma is a good, is just kind of that busybody in town who really likes to who's very opinionated and and and, and expresses her frustration i don't but i don't see her being a foil to andy you know what i'm just trying to drum up some gossip that you're clearly not leading into here so we can we can leave it there and 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 move on all right all right but, well i'm just telling you what i heard there's some drama there <laughs> okay Thank you. I, um, I, I look forward to seeing the telephone montage. If it turns into, you know, Aaron's, a, Aaron's, Aaron's, you know, I don't, I don't even Aaron's a wanted man or something like that, or Aaron's a bad guy or whatever you're trying to say. I feel like that this is, this is going nowhere. Let's dig back into the episode. That's good. So Barney is at the, is at the jail. He gets a phone call and hears that he's dead has, and he and Andy have a good laugh. And then Aunt B and Emma come in, walking in. They're so upset, and then they see Barney alive. Andy tells them that they're the gossips who started this, and that women are more gossipy than men. So, Christopher, do you think women are more gossipy than men? No, I'm a huge gossip, unbelievable gossip. I think that the these stereotypes are rooted in sexism. Obviously, I don't think that's a stretch to say. Um, I yeah, I'm a huge gossip. I always have been. I love gossip. Gossip. I, I gossip. I'm an equal opportunity gossip. I'll gossip with women. Women. I'll gossip with men. I'll, I'll gossip with our non-binary pals. Anybody. I believe you. And um, I just, uh, I just wanted to ask you a question just to catch you off guard, considering that I'm, you know, having to hear every random cockamamie theory that just pops into your head and and, and makes sense of it. So I was going to ask you an upfront question. I agree with you. Women are not. As go- women are not more gossipy than men. Gossipy is a non is a non. It is not. It is not on. It is not on the basis of sex. So um, Andy makes that statement. It's obviously 
that's a that's been a stereotype that I've no you know we've heard all of our lives, but it's very clear this, this it, it's it's very clear that Andy is mistaken and Aunt B and Emma are about to get, teach teach him a lesson. So, but before that, the Undertaker comes in to offer his services. Barney walks up next to him and runs him off. That was a pretty funny scene. I was I was happy to see this. Right before that happened, I wrote in my notes that it is a missed opportunity to not have The Undertaker come in and try to take Barney away. But I would say it was also a missed opportunity that when he did come and say, and then he found out that Barney wasn't dead, he should have tried to see if he could repair a TV for him. Very good point. He probably should have. Thank you. Thank All you. All right, yeah. So Aunt B and Emma are sitting around at the drugstore. They're pretty frustrated. And then a shoe salesman comes in and he may be the most, he may be the blandest shoe salesman I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I think he's a little depressed. The life on the road's been tough for him. But the beginning of this, I like this storyline, but the beginning of it is far too similar to the Stranger in Town episode that we just that we just saw. It's a template of somebody new comes to town and everybody gets all spun up and little too this is too the episodes are too close together sequentially for me to be really all that drawn in at the beginning on this. I am um I and I I I the the thing that makes it work for me is the fact that he's so he is really the most boring man alive. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, yeah. I, have you ever met a shoe salesman? I don't have a lot of interactions with, with them to know if he was that out of out of the ordinary. I mean, have you bought a pair of shoes and get I, I, I have. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> what was your experience? That's a, like? that's a different skill set. Somebody walks into the store versus someone who's going door to door selling shoes, burning a hole in their own shoe leather. Different people. I mean, I'm what not you selling cheap shoes, and his feet are going to hurt the whole time. I'm a little older than you, Christopher, but I'm not 75. I've not met. I've not met a traveling <laughs> shoe salesman. All right, all right. So, mm-hmm. so he's really bland. He leaves his business card. Um, Aunt B and Emma have, you know, have Andy and Barney come in. They give him the cold shoulder. Um, but then Aunt B decides to get them ginned up about this mysterious shoe salesman. Andy's not, Andy's like right, trying to rise above it, but he can't help himself. He finally takes the bait and walks over to the hotel to check him out. They see his business card and Barney warns of the fake card dodge, which is, it's a you know, you gotta watch classic tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. I was doing that when I first moved to DC and I didn't have a job. I had these personal business cards that I was using to help network. And it was basically the fake business card dodge too. Was I giving people, people thought that I had employment and then really it was just like my Gmail account. Jokes on them. What did you say your title was? Oh, you know, anything from, you just, you just say you're, you're in between looking for work, consulting, yada, yada. Did you write consultant on the card? What did the card say? You write former. It just says my name. <laughs> it just says my name. Yeah, I, I do think they should get more liberal with titles. I did at one point. I was up for promotion, and we were talking about what the title should be, and I did suggest champion officially, and that was not taken up by my 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 uh, managers at the time. We get over to the ho- the hotel. Back to the hotel. The shoe salesman comes out comes downstairs, asks for a, um, asks for a television for his room. 
and they tell him, you know, he, they don't have televisions for the room, and he goes, oh dear, television's mighty important to me. This is weird. It's the weirdest thing. And then he walks <laughs> off and so leaves everybody questioning what's going on. And then they're all gossiping about it at the barbershop. And the next montage is another game of telephone that ends with Andy thinking he's a big time movie producer or big time television producer. Which also is just a, this is also a repeat of Mayberry Goes to Hollywood. They're yeah. stealing these tropes from very recent episodes. I feel like they wrote these four episodes all in the same afternoon and kind of got confused at which scenes they were cutting in twice and where. I'm starting to get the impression you're not a big fan of this episode. It was fine. I think I would have liked it a lot more. We can save this for the whistles at the end, but I would have liked it a lot more not seeing it sequentially. That's fair. That's it, fair. it stands alone on its, well, on its own well, but it doesn't fit kind of in the arc of the season. So if you're like watching it in syndication and it shows up, and you haven't seen, and it shows up way past the other ones that, you know, we we're just talking about. It's kind of a pleasant episode to watch. But after, but in this order, it's, or if the viewer in 1961, it's a little, it's a little much back to back. That's true, because they're probably watching it one week at a time. They, you know, it's been five weeks since they saw that last one. I don't yeah. know. I don't want to put my mind in the, in the 60s right now. I'm really trying to look forward, you know, to the 20s. Uh, but back. yeah. Don't look back, Christopher. Um, (laughs) So everyone's about to bull rush this guy to showcase their talents. And then Andy, the one time he's got something smart to say on this episode is, let's not rush him. He's being subtle, so we should be subtle too and go buy shoes and show off their talent when they do so. So the shoe salesman's about to leave. Floyd drops by with his son, a saxophone player. Guy's not a very good. Did we know Floyd had a son? Huh? Did we know that Floyd had a son? Is it? Wait a minute. It's his nephew, right? It's not his son, right? Or am I wrong about that? I thought it was his son, but it might be his nephew. The suit, the suit jacket was way too big. We got to get the costume on here to talk about that. I mean, these, these, these. I mean, the thing of it is, it's like people come in and out, and it's you know, it's just hard to really predict who's you know. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's any continuity on that, and then. Um, more people come in and the guy ends up selling about selling 67 pairs of shoes, a company record. Um, one thing that we skipped over here, Barney has freakishly small feet. Did you pick up on that? The Barney has a size seven and a half foot. That's like a child. I can sympathize with Barney having a seven and a half foot. I've got an eight and a half foot. Really? Well, I've got an, I've got a, I've got a nine. So like, I'm not, I'm not a... I take it back. I've got a nine. I've got a size nine. So, but I'm I'm a bigger guy than Don Knotts. That's true. I was just I've never I've never come across a foot that small post uh, middle school. So I'm more power to him. That's why he's so fast on his toes and such a good a police enthusiast. He is a good police enthusiast. Um, so they send him off, um, thinking he's gonna you know he's gonna be a um he's gonna they're gonna you know they basically have bought their ticket to fame and stardom and he tells them that he really was just felt like he was a washed up shoe salesman and they've really given him new life and then he drives off and they are stunned and andy realizes that aunt b and emma have made fools of them i i want to go back a little bit to the talent section a little bit it was they could have put a little bit more time and fun into the different performances that people did. They could have used Mayor Pike's daughter to sing. She's fabulous. I don't know why she wasn't put forward. I think this is a good moment for 
Opie to try to do some stand-up humor. Like everybody's just playing an instrument. I wanted to see some dramatic monologues. I wanted to see some some tap dancing. Let's kind of diversify what the whole canon of skill in uh, in Mayberry is, and really use this moment to showcase it. Well, there makes me it makes me wonder if they probably shot more footage and then went with just the one scene because for time. Yeah, I did love the moment. There is a piece where he's struggling to measure Floyd's foot because he's tapping so much. That's a great little piece. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, love back that. in that back during that period, you, they don't have these rules now. They were changed um, in the '80s, but back then you could only do so many commercials so many minutes of commercials in a series so they all had to be a certain length it's not like they could go over where they could cut them they had to basically all mm -hmm. be or be the same length interesting i'm glad they got rid of that i love all the commercials i get these days i mean that's uh hey. if you want to blame ronald reagan for something that was you can blame him for that that was his um that was under his that was under his administration that that happened oh ron Straight out of Hollywood. No respect for his former life. Actually, plenty of respect for his former life. It made, 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 made studios a lot more, made studios and television stations a lot more money. Oh, you've got a very good grasp on the entertainment business, Aaron. I might have hitched my giddy up to a rising star. Feeling good about this partnership. You might have. I might have. I'm, but I'm starting to question what I've hitched my wagon to at this point. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> All right. In the epilogue, Aunt B is still gloating. She condescendingly tells Andy that he won't be able to play his guitar on national television. And Andy says, what makes you think I played for him? And Barney comes in with three pairs of shoes that Andy ordered. It was a good ending. It was a nice, it was a nice bow on the top of the shoe. Tied it right in a knot. One of the few episodes where Andy isn't the redeemer at the end. He was wrong all along, so I liked that they gave on B this this uh, that moral superiority in this episode. It wasn't Opie. That was a, this is a new new position for her. It is. It is. And considering she started the show off and kind of not looking that good. I mean, she looked fabulous. Oh, she looked fabulous. Looked I mean, I'm in on her action. I mean, I'm not. This isn't. A, this isn't a <laughs> shot. Either. Francis Bavier's beauty. This is this is uh, a shot at this is this is. I just thought she and Emma and Clara were being a little a little snarky. Oh, for sure. Oh, definitely not a good look. Not a good look. So, how many whistles would you give this? You know, I would say I feel like we meandered a little bit and actually talking about the plot, which obviously is 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 mostly my fault. But I think that that's reflective of kind of how engaging the story is. Is I would I would take it down to six whistles. It's a good episode, but it wasn't as engaging. And I think we, we got off topic, which is a reflection of the narrative of what we were given to work with. What about you? And I would agree. And I'd given only six whistles and we got off topic and we digressed a lot. And I don't think this, I don't think we've been going for more than 20 minutes or maybe 25 minutes to get, which gives you an, um, an assessment of you know, an idea of how boring this, or, you know, not just kind of mediocre this episode was. We don't need, I feel like we don't need to tell our listeners how off topic and meandering we were on this. They know it better than anybody. Were they Thanks stopped, for sticking with us. Um, yeah. All right. So until, until next time, next time we have the beauty contest. And until then, um, oh dear, television is mighty <laughs> important. <laughs> <laughs>